Welcome back to another episode of The Challenge Insiders here on Reality Pop. I have got my two co-hosts here with me again today, Chantel and Drew. Chantel, we'll start off with you. How are you doing and what's your overall feel about this episode? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good overall. Um, I, like, I, I love the challenge. I love, like, what's going on. I do think that this twist changed things up in a way that has been interesting, um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm plussed about this episode and I, I'm hoping that it'll start getting amping up even more since we're kind of at the halfway point. And I do think that like, I heard that this is like the beginning, like this is like the real starting point of the season. So I'm happy to see if it's going to be going up in that upward trajectory. Like it's going to go, it's going to be pretty awesome in the second half of the season. So I'm here for it. Drew, how about you? How's things been going? And uh, how are you feeling about the, I guess, season now that we've had our second episode with this new configuration? Uh, I'm doing actually pretty well. Um, I feel a lot more calm than I have been in the past couple of weeks. Um, I'm still figuring out how I feel about this. Um, I think the next episode, with it being a women's day and women's elimination, I really hope that Emerald doesn't win. So that way Mm -hmm. they're on the table and it leaves a lot more possibilities of what could happen. Um, I think that would be super interesting, but we're going to have to see what's going to happen because that's next week. And we're talking about this week's episode now. hundred <laughs> percent. And before we fully get into this week's episode, um, I think I did one of the cardinal sins of podcasting. Um, when I was last week, I had to go and clear up our StreamYard in the back end to make sure that we don't have, because StreamYard doesn't just automatically remove recordings. And for some other reason, I think I might've removed our actual episode recap on the YouTube channel last week. So if you're looking for that and you're like, where's episode 10's recap? I put my hand up. I'm to blame. I think I might have accidentally removed it. But here's Ooh. the good news. We do also have our podcast on all of the major platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all of that. So the recap is available on all of those different channels. It's just on the YouTube channel. I might have made a bit of a boo-boo here. Chantel, you I'm, look really confused. I just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out how that would happen. Because like, if you remove it from StreamYard and you just clear it off of StreamYard, that's only in this, as far as I know in the StreamYard, uh, you know, log or whatever. Um, but yeah. that is completely separate, though, from a stream that's on YouTube. So that would be, you'd find that in the live section um, yeah. of YouTube. So it just, I don't, you have to, like, literally click it and say, like, <laughs> delete. On I, I've removed... I've done this so many times before and I don't know what I did differently this time, but all I do know is when I went back to have a look and see where's our previous recap, it wasn't there. So, um, and I just thought to myself, I'm probably the only one that messed around with things in the back end. So it might've been me that stuffed something up. So apologies for anybody that um, is listening to this podcast and thought, Hey, where's the previous podcast? Cause I didn't get an opportunity to listen to the recap um, and your thoughts on that. Go and check out our Spotify, Google podcast. Um, you know, the links and everything is, on the description for this podcast as well um so guys i guess you know looking at it we've gone two episodes here now with the green team the emerald team winning and yet no one has stolen someone in there how surprised were we when uh, again here this week um you know kyle wins but kyle ultimately chooses not to go into um the team that everybody thinks is the top top dog team at the moment um, I'm wondering if Kyle wanted to spread things out a little bit. Like he is working to a certain extent with CT. Um, he's working with with Devin. So maybe he's like, 
you know what? It, it's good if, if like, you know, we'll keep that team intact. Nobody's going to be pissed at me or mad at me for taking their spot. And the only person he might do that to is Emmanuel. And so I don't think he wants Devin and Josh to be kind of annoyed with him. And so he's like, let me spread us out and put me on with CT. And I think that when I'm with CT, like we have an even better chance of winning here. And like, I'm not really working with Nelson. So like, let's put Nelson with his buddy Corey over on the Ruby team. And he'll, he'll, he'll be working now with somebody that um, he's working with in the game. So I think that that's why he did it. Yeah. I think also people are going to try to steal into Emerald. And so if he's on Sapphire, he doesn't have to worry about somebody like maybe switching spots with him right off mm. the bat. So that could be also a factor in it as well. Yeah, and I was wondering, like, it's kind of like Chantel said, who who do you sort of, whose spot do you take there? You know, Devin, he's good mates with. Josh and Devin seems to be getting along pretty well. Josh, you know, hate him or love him, has got great connections um, in the game, and it seems like a lot of people do like him and want to play the game with him or will fight for him out there. So, you know, the only real option would have been Emmanuel. Um, so... I guess, and then also the fact that Kyle is good friends with CT. Now, CT didn't look too impressed by that move at the end there. He didn't look like he was too happy with Kyle coming over to his team. I don't know if that was just, like, a soundbite. Like, I don't know, because, like, why would he be that mad? And also, we'll learn in the next episode that, like, Nelson is just so pissed off. And it's just like, wait, you're on your team with your best friend here, and you guys think you're amazing. So, What's the what's the big deal here? Um, I actually thought though that how it was going to work was that he was just going to be able to replace Ed, and so they would be a full mm. team. Like that's how I thought that it was going to go down. I didn't know he was still going to be replacing somebody on a team that only has five people. So I don't know. I don't know why TCT was was that that, that upset. I think that I I kind of have a feeling that maybe the producers were like, oh, like are you happy about that move? And he kind of fed into that question potentially i think i think when we look back to when they were coming up with the teams and ct could have went to the ruby team or he could have went to sapphire he looked at ed and nelson and said these are the lamborghinis these are the workhorses and kyle mm -hmm. dismantled both workhorses uh from his team and yeah. took ed out of the game i mean he had no choice at that point but then he swapped places with nelson so now ct is the most physical person. I mean, I know Kyle just won, but when it comes down to physical abilities, they're going to look more towards CT in that area. And now CT is going to really think, I got to pick up the weight on this whole yeah. team here because mm. Kyle's always going to look for a, a, a shortcut, something not to do. He also just cost his team the mission this past week. So I think that's also playing a realm in his head. Like Kyle's not going to listen to the rules. He's just going to do what he wants. Hopefully he can get by. That's that sort of thing. So I think that plays along in CT's head going like, well, now I'm going to be having to like do the, I'm going to have to be the workhorse in this, in this team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I do think it also comes down to, you know, when you look at Kyle physically, he's really good, but his endurance, I don't think is up there with like an Ed or a, a Nelly T. I think that's kind of where the limitation is. And, you know, CT probably looked at it and he's like, okay, Nelly is reasonably physical as well, but he's got the endurance that comes with that. And like you said, it's a young guy, you know, um, maybe he got outsmarted here today in this elimination, but I do think that he is still a pretty decent challenger overall. And he definitely was his own worst enemy going down there and choosing 
the exact person that Logan told him not to choose for the exact challenge that he ended up choosing. So him and Logan had a conversation prior to the lair where Logan said to him, listen, if it's something that's going to be physical, rather go with Corey. If it's something that's going to go with speed, rather go with Kyle because that's where their strengths and weaknesses are. Now, I don't know if he would have actually beaten Corey because Corey's been in an elimination, I'm pretty sure, similar to that before. So he had an idea. But I mean, Kyle is undefeated. And I didn't even realize that until he went down there and CT sort of mentioned that he's beaten everyone. He's even beaten CT at pole wrestle. That's pretty impressive. Um, granted, you know, CT wasn't in the best physical shape in that um, recap when he was going up against Kyle and he's, he's in a different place now. But it is still pretty impressive when you're beating someone like CT and you are someone that has never lost a challenge such as that. Um, how shocked were you guys when uh, Kyle ended up choosing Kyle to go down there? And did you guys see it coming? I had a feeling he was going to choose um, Kyle to go down, but I thought it was just so dumb. I was like, like, as you've already said, he is undefeated. And I mean, it was a little bit, it was a, th a three-way pole wrestle thing with CT and um, JP. And so JP was trying to get out CT. And so he kind of lost it for CT and himself, but he still was able to grab that ring or whatever it was out of both of their hands. And so, yes, it is still impressive. But he's done it so many times that he knows the strategy to get that done. So regardless of whether or not you think that you would be able to match up physically against um, either Nelson or Corey, you have to know that experience-wise, he's got it down. And I would have just have taken a risk with maybe one of the other two guys instead. So I just thought it was like a dumb move that he was just trying to like maybe go out with some honor or something. But he definitely didn't go out with somebody that wanted to stay in the game. And, and listen, Ed looked like a child next to Kyle when they were standing next to each other. He pretty much fitted him here by, below the shoulder, you know. I mean, there's such a big height and weight difference between these two, Drew. And we know that makes a big difference in physical challenges such as this, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Kyle's length worked to his advantage overall in this one. I think that Kyle does have some muscle, but his length really helped out because there was points where... I think Ed had the right strategy. He was trying to pull it away, but when he, he didn't have enough wingspan to pull it because Kyle was just able to just hold it around him. Uh, like mm. the, the scene in ghost where uh, they're doing the pottery. <laughs> I mean, Ed's trying to pull it, but he was just like behind him, like giving him support. Um, I will say that I don't think Logan necessarily had Ed's best interest at minds because he was really pushing for him to pick Nelson to go into the elimination against. And Nelson has an mm. impeccable elimination record one in a hall brawl uh, in total madness, uh, not hall brawl, but a, a pole wrestle in total madness. I mean, I think he really wanted Ed to take a shot at Nelson for some reason. Logan does not like Nelson at all. Once Nelson out. And I think Logan knowing that he was safe from being picked he really was trying to push like, hey, try to take a shot at Nelson, get him out for me and uh, go that route. But he wanted to go up against Kyle, which I had a feeling he was going to pick Kyle. But I just don't think Ed's head was in the elimination coming in because he was still like flabbergasted, confused. Who am I going to pick? I think he was friends with all the guys that were up there. And I think he yeah. couldn't wrap his head around who he wanted to go up against, what friend he wanted to go up against. And I think uh, no matter who he picked, I think everybody else would have been ready to go. Cause I think they all had it in their minds. Like he could pick anybody. So I think they were already raring to go against Ed where Ed didn't know who he wanted to go up against while he was standing down there, which I think was a huge factor.
And I was going to say, like, you know, when your heart's not fully in it either, because you genuinely like all of the people, you know, that 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 two percent of you that is like reluctant to go up against anyone is enough for someone just to get it on over you. And I think we saw a little bit of that. I think West probably played it up against Devin last season as well, but he didn't really want to go up against Devin. His heart wasn't fully in being out there. And, you know, Devin is someone as well, like while we're touching on him, really impressed me this episode because, you know, he ended up being one of the two people who actually finished the daily challenge. He talks about the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm mainly, mainly brains, but I do have a little bit of brawn hidden in there somewhere. You know, when you look at Devin, I think that he underplays his own physical ability quite a lot. And I think it works in his advantage when he's out there because most people look at Devin and they say he's not necessarily going to do well in the dailies if it's a physical type of challenge. I do think he gets underestimated and he uses it to his ability quite a lot because there weren't that many guys who actually successfully completed the daily. Um, you know, there was only a few people like CT was the only person in his team that was able to finish the daily. You had Devin and Casey. Casey hats off to her for being the only female to go out there and, and, and complete it. There was a few others that had a lot of heart and really tried to get it done, but she was the only one that was able to do that. And then the same thing for the Ruby team who definitely shocked us and we'll get into that. What do you guys think of Devin, how long is Devin still going to be able to fly under the radar here and play this game of, hey, I'm not that big of a competitor because he probably is a bigger threat, I think, going into the finale here than what we maybe have given him even credit for, even on this show? I don't think anybody's ever going to be scared of Devin. I just don't think that he's intimidating at all. I love Devin. I'm a Devin fan. I think he's funny. I don't mind his antics. Um, and I want him to get to the final. And it seems to me, like if I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on and speculate here, um, with seeing him on the, I think it was the very first aftermath, he was talking about like how it was a really good experience for him. And he was like, he was speaking from someone that I could see have at least run the final. You know, he, he seemed to be like happy with his, how well his season went. And so I think that he is doing a good job of being invisible. Even when he does well, it doesn't seem, it's like a fluke. People are like, ah, oh, he can't do it again. Like, I'm not scared of Devin. He might be called down by some people because there's obviously not that many um, men left in the game. And so he would be someone that a lot of people would feel decently comfortable calling down. Um, but if he's on the winning team, they can't really do that. So I think, I think that he's going to stay hidden. I don't think that people are scared of him, even if he wins. As long as Emerald keeps winning, uh, he has nothing to worry about. I think he is one of the top two guys if it comes down to it, will be called out just for the sole fact that, like Chantel said, he's not a physical threat. So, I mean, mm -hmm. if anything, I think Josh is going to be the number one. Uh, if Emerald has lost, he's going to be the number one called down. And then I think Devin would be the next person in line uh, to be called down. I don't think anybody's going to pick Kyle after this showing in a pole wrestle. Nobody's going to call really down CT at this point. So Maybe if it's going to come down still. to it. What? Maybe Emmanuel still. Just yeah, maybe. I mean, if yeah, if anybody really wants to take a shot, <laughs> then by by all means, go ahead. Uh, but I just think physically, if they're looking at somebody like in a physical elimination, if one of the rookies are voted in and they get to choose whoever they want, and Josh is already gone, I think if it's something physical, something like this or Rage Cage, I think they would try to take a shot at Devin. Yeah, I would mm, think. Okay. But 
We'll see. Well, I'm, I'm going to go and, and share here the draft picks. And again, I'm going to be losing someone here this week. So it puts both myself and Chantal right now. in the pitiful <laughs> position of four players each. And then we've got uh, Drew absolutely running away with this at this point. But, like, you know, he has to... the misfit team. Like, he basically has the extended Ruby team. Like, that's what it feels like to me. He doesn't have. I, I love you, Drew. I'm just, I'm just like fucking you. But. I mean, every single week, I think we talk about how my team's gonna go on a run of losing players, but that just hasn't happened yet. We're going into episode twelve. I just see there's a there's a huge peak in the middle, and I think the Drew name is there. So, oh my gosh, there's so many people. Well, okay, uh, next next episode, like you'd have to assume that Bettina, like who's Bettina? She hasn't been showed on the show, so she has to go soon. I would say. Um, they're not really developing a real storyline for her. I wouldn't be surprised if it is her against Big T that are going up against each other next I agree. episode. And yeah. Big T has a little bit more experience than Bettina does. Um, so I could see, Bet uh, well, either of them I could see winning just because it's just, it would be a little bit of a fluke for both of them. Um, so yeah, I think you're losing one of those women. I don't think that Ashley or Nani are going to be losing. And I don't think Casey or Tori are going to be going down. So yeah, well, let's well, not let's dwell just... too much into the future. Let's talk about yeah. the present. About this <laughs> yeah. <episode>. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like I said, Stranger Things has happened before, and um, it's been a it's been an interesting season for me and Chantel. It's definitely been tough, but the reason I brought this up is because we were talking about you know who who the two guys are that are on the table after this week that are probably at the biggest risk of going down. And there was a lot of mention about Devin potentially being one of the top two there. I do still think in the picking order. As boring as it has been to watch this season, and it has been really boring, um, I do think that Logan and Emmanuel would be the no most the the two most likely people to go down um, if the agency were to win because they would just vote in one of the two rookies. And you know the fact that Logan's been injured for a while now, they know there's blood in the water. They're probably going to take a stab at Logan rather sooner than later. And we did have a question here from Sam a little bit earlier that I do want to um, bring up as well. He says, and welcome back to the live stream here, Sam. Who wins a pole wrestle between Ed versus Logan? And what do you guys think would have happened if Ed and Logan were the two people that went down there to challenge in this episode? We now learn that the injury that he has, it seems like it's a hamstring injury or something like that. But he ended up doing pretty well um, in the actual daily challenge. He was um, not bad out there. What do you guys think You know, would have happened if those two guys actually ended up down there? Um, I don't know if it's just because I think he's so cute, but um, I think Logan would take the win, even though he is only at 85%, um, you know, leg functional ability or whatever. Um, I just think that he has a little bit more fight in him. Um, he wants to be, he know, understands the game of it all, like the competitiveness of it all. Ed's there for a good time. He's, he's on a cool show. He's there for have fun. Like he's going to keep his friend in the game. Like he just, he's just not a big competitor right now, like this season. So I think that mm. Logan would want it more. And I think that Logan has had more experience in these type of challenges. Like if he's on Survivor, he's probably had to do just interesting things that maybe they had some sort of like combat, you know, two by or one by one going against somebody kind of battling in Survivor. It's possible. So I just feel like Logan would have the upper hand just from playing other competitive reality games. And he wants it more, I think, than Ed does. 
Sam's helping out here in the bottom saying that Logan does have Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills. So in a pole oh. wrestle, if you've got Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills, RIP to Ed, you know, uh, to the boy <laughs> we used to know. He's be, he'll be gone, to be honest. Um, you know, CT at the end there basically also, and I think everybody, not just CT, all the veterans went in pretty hard on Ed here saying that, you know, he was playing with his heart too much. He wasn't really, um, you know, his head wasn't in the game. He was choosing options that none of the options looked like it was a good option for him. Um, but CT did have some kinder words for Ed towards the, uh, not CT, TJ had some kinder words for Ed towards the end here, saying that he, he hopes to see him again and that he really enjoyed having him, having him on the show. Um, I think we've spoken about Ed as a character this season as well. Um, I personally would love to see him come back. Now, I don't know at the expense of who that's going to be in, a, in, a, in the next season, but I definitely can see a world where we see Ed out there again in back-to-back -back seasons. I thought he brought enough this season, just from an entertainment value, um, that I would want to see him play the game again. But I hope that he comes back having learned some lessons from this season and that he's not so much a deer in headlight like he was this season at some stages of the game. For me, I think the end of it all, I've have, have had my fill. Like, I've had enough of Ed, I would say, unless he changes things up. Unless he becomes, he does a little bit of homework, sees how the game is played a little bit. Like, I need to see the competitive side of him, the side that wants to win this money and get to the end and do whatever it takes to get there. So I thought he was great this first showing. I thought he was super fun. I really enjoyed him. But if he's just going to do that again for another season, I, I don't know. I, I might want to take a risk on somebody that actually wants to figure out how to play the game and win. So that's very cold, Chantel. His, his mom needs the second boat. Come on. That's very, very harsh for you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how awesome was that family video with like his mom being out on a yacht or something out on a boat? out on the water i've never seen a video like that before and he's like my mom needs the money and she's made some tough decisions i'm like looks like it's going pretty well she's out there on the water somewhere you know having a pretty good time you know it's not poor people who get to go out on boats and things like that <laughs> yeah definitely not um i i like ed i think he brought some fun to the show i think it's different than i mean it's been so serious the show has been so serious the past couple of seasons so i did like his lightheartedness i think we got a little too lightheartedness if i do say so myself we didn't need that big old segment of tori and emmanuel making pizza in the bed or whatever oh. uh, they were doing in there <laughs> um but i will agree with Chantel that I, I i like him being physical i like that he's having fun i would like to see some form of grit i like to see some form of gameplay that he brings in some strategy i think he's gonna be a very big social player and I think that's what he's going to use to his advantage if he is going to show up more and more seasons. But I would like to see some type of like grit or some strategy, some cutthroatness when it comes down to it, that he can make the hard decisions to get him further into the game, no matter what happens. Um, but yeah, I think this was a good first season. I think with his personality, I didn't want to see him do too much craziness or go <laughs> hard in the paint this first season because it was going to be a long shot he was going to be sent in over and over again even if he won this time around so i think he took a shot he did the best he could and um you know what he went out he's still being featured on the aftermath a ton so i mean i think that's a good yeah. that's a positive for him that he's being featured so many times on the aftermath so i think it's great 
I, I agree. And I mean, Chantelle, I was surprised when you said you you kind of don't want to see this side of him again, because, you know, when we were talking in the All-Stars and we were doing our recaps, you were very harsh and critical on the actual challenge show for being too serious, having too many athletes on there, just not having as much fun and joking. Is, by the way, we didn't even get a party scene this episode. I don't know what happened to the party scene yeah. and if they even had a party this this episode. But, um, you know, things got a bit serious there. You're mistaking of what I mean by what what Ed's bringing to the table. Like I okay. like I like a little bit more of a well-rounded character. Like I want people that strategize. I've always said on every show, like give me the strategy, give me the strategy, give yeah. me the strategy. I want to see people strategizing. I like this new twist because it makes people strategize. And he wasn't doing any strategizing, so his other values I didn't really care for. I don't like Jenny West necessarily because she didn't really strategize. Like. It's that's kind that's of a good. common denominator is that I like people that are able to use their their attributes. So yeah, so Ed's super likable, awesome. Like he's fun character. How does he use that to be able to get himself to the end and win? If Jenny West, she's amazing at you know all these physical competitions, and she did a good job, obviously her season, and she used that to get to the end. But mm. I want to see people that can replicate that. They can do well consistency consistently because. They have that strategy portion of it that can use their physical attributes or their personality or whatever to get to, to the end and win. So he's just not well-rounded enough for me to want to only see him again as this party player. I want somebody with strategy. Uh, that's that's fair. Thanks for clarifying that. And I think that with Ed, probably some of the things that sort of counted against him this season is that he came in late, obviously, is one of the things. He didn't have the ability to bond with people right from the start. And then secondly, being a new player this season, I don't think he had that social capital where he could do too much. But in saying that, Logan is a new player as well. Logan is all strategy in my mind this season. He's got a little bit of personality as well. He like, knows I mean, that I have a crush on him. It's because he's all strategy. <laughs> so he's 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 all he's all, he's all strategy. He's he's very good at what he does. And I mean, Logan for me. Um, He's an interesting one where I think that, you know, he's play I, I personally believe he's playing his injury up to be bigger than what it is in the game. And I think that he's pulling a Tyson Apostle uh, for Survivor when Tyson played up his injury. And he's trying to see if he can survive one or two rounds here because he just got someone to take a bullet for him. Someone who, who hardly knows him went down there and did a Nelly T basically, and sacrifice their game for someone that they didn't even know that well. So I'm really impressed by Logan this season. And I think he's someone that we should look out for. He has got another win potentially in him. Uh, I don't want to go too much in the spoiler territory, but I also want to say, Drew, you putting me into that video of yours with who's going to what team and who's got what colors and things like that kind of spoiled oh, yeah. the elimination for me this week because I already knew who was going to leave just based on that. And I was like, I really thought that video on your channel was brilliant. But I was like, damn, like, now I know where people are going. But luckily, in the next on, we're already seeing some of those challenges happening. So I don't think we've been spoiled too far in advance. But I knew what was going to happen just based off that video. But that's yeah, the challenge's fault. You just broke down the... the, the, re the... Yeah, 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 <laughs> anyway, for sure. Yeah. The challenge they gave them the headbands, the armbands. We know yeah. where they're going. Like, I was surprised. I was shocked to see how many people are like flipping and flopping and going everywhere i was like okay well we'll see how this turns out but yeah i, I will say that if even if you just watched the mid-season trailer in passing mm. you kind of knew where this elimination was going towards especially once ed was like i pick that the kyle <laughs> it's like you kind of knew where everything was going because i was like oh I've, i saw kyle yeah i saw kyle on the yeah, on so with a blue spot. with a blue wristband so yeah i, I kind of knew a where mistake on the editor's part because like it's a pretty big mess up like i knew 
I did also know, I was like, oh, well, we saw him in the trailer. So, like, obviously Kyle yeah. is staying. So if he's going to call down Kyle, Kyle's going to be there for longer. And I was thinking, I'm like, have I seen Nelly in the trailers? I'm like, I feel like I have. I'm like, have I seen Corey? I'm like, I feel like I have. And so it just, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty easy to suss that out, even without you doing the shot-by-shot breakdown. So don't worry, Drew, yeah. you didn't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Nelly here, he seems really annoyed by Kyle and calls him a snake again. I mean, that that word has kind of lost meaning for me this season because Kyle's been called a snake so many times and was like, yeah, it's just Kyle, you know? But why is he so annoyed here, Drew? He's going to his best bromance, you know, mate there, and he's in the Ruby team with Corey. Um, you'd think that he'd be really happy to be in a team there with his, his best friend, you know? When he's doing the challenge and he's saying that, you know, I don't like heights, I don't like being up so high, the water and all that, so I'm trying to think of happy thoughts. The editors even did him a favor to sort of illustrate what he was thinking about, which was Corey and the thought bubble. You know, why is he so annoyed by going here to Corey's team? Explain it to us. I'll give it to Drew because, like, I, like I'm obviously always annoyed with Nelson. So go, Drew. <laughs> so the so your Ruby boy. team isn't doing so well. Let's just be real; they're not doing so well. And Nelson got his like perfect team that he really wanted when he got to the uh, station first. He was telling people where to go. He was like, "Josh, you go to Emerald. Corey, you go to Ruby." So maybe Corey wanted to be on the same team as Nelson, but he was like, "No, we got to divide and conquer." You go over to Ruby. I got Sapphire. I got CT. I got Ed. I have Amanda and Ashley. I think he had the team he wanted. I think they, they're so caught up in the Sapphire realm that they're like, we're going to win. We're going to win at some point. But then when he gets swapped with Kyle going to the Ruby side, he's like, man, I really just wanted to stay on my team. I wanted my team with me for the rest of the time. And I think he's just frustrated because he talked about how he wanted to to divide up, split up the numbers. You'll be fine when you have numbers. I think he felt safe on the Sapphire team. Now you're on the Ruby team. You're not really possibly going to win at any point on the Ruby team. So now he's thinking there's no shot for me to win into the agency. I'm going to have to swap teams either. Nobody's going to swap with me. So now my best option is going into an elimination to swap with somebody else. And I'm sure Nelson doesn't want to go into an elimination at, at any point. So I think that's all flooding through his mind, even though his best friend is excited that Nelson is joining his team. Okay, something that you said just like maybe think of something. So do you think that Nelson feels as though they will be running the final in these teams and he wanted to be on the team with CT who could do a lot of those other things like the kayaking, the eating the gross food, all that stuff and he'd be able to maybe like bring his full team forward as well as having the experience of Ashley, the experience of Amanda. I'm sure we're going to lose Bettina. So that wouldn't be somebody that would be on that team for the final. Do you think that that's what he's thinking about? It's like actually running the final. I think a hundred percent. I think everybody's thinking that as well. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's more of the reason why Kyle went to the Sapphire team because he's like, okay, if I'm going to stay on the Sapphire team, I'm cool with running with two champs by my side and Amanda who I was partnered up with the whole time in this game. So, I mean, he has a lot of good connections on that team. Um, so yeah, I think he, he is thinking that as well. I mean, Corey and Nelson have faced off against CT in a final before and both came up short Nelson just short, like two minutes short. And uh, he's looking at his team going, okay, Emmy is crying for her mom on top of the, the satellite quote unquote satellite. And then, 
maybe he is talking mad smack about Big T, and that's why Logan wants him and Corey out of the game and to be taken shot because I think he mentioned that when he was talking to Big T that Corey and Nelson were talking smack behind her back about not wanting to run the final with her, and maybe that's another reason why Nelson is frustrated because now he's on a team with Big T and he doesn't want to be running a final with her, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because Ruby had, you know, you mentioned they have they they kind of have this, I guess, aura around them as being the layup team here, but they almost won this challenge today. They were very close to winning it. They looked pretty impressive. Like, granted, it was the guys who kind of pulled it through at the end, but you know, Emmy is no slouch either. She's got a lot of she's got a lot of heart, you know, as well when it comes to doing these challenges. Yes, she she'll cry, but she'll get she'll get on with it. She'll still get through the daily challenge if needed. So, I mean, it's not like they're completely a write off, but I do think that there's also the whole thing between Kyle and Corey where I really think they just don't like each other on on like a, almost a personal level. Um, Kyle doesn't like Corey's leadership style. Corey's leadership style is very, I think, cringy to him, and he doesn't take things too serious. I don't think he respects Corey in that way, where I think that if CT told Kyle to do something, he would do it. Like, he would respect CT as a leader within that group more so than what he does Corey. I have another question. Do you think that Kyle maybe lost that challenge on purpose because he wanted to leave the Ruby team and have the opportunity to go over to the Emerald Sapphire team? Because I was thinking that he didn't want to ever be on that Ruby team. And mm -hmm. it was pretty it could have been pretty easy for him to just jump properly and and get the plug that he that he wanted to that he needed to get. So I'm wondering if he's just faking. The fact that like, oh, God, I can't believe I did this. I lost this for you guys. And it was really because he wanted to go down there if that was what happened and he would be able to choose his new, his new team. I think that if that was the case, Kyle is not the kind of person that would have been able to shut up about it. And he would have <laughs> spoken to the camera and he would have told us this was his plan because he would want all the credit for being this genius mastermind. So I don't think that's the case. I think he, he really tried to not get into the elimination. He had that chat with his um, partner, saw his baby, the photo of his baby um, beforehand, had that in his mind saying, I need to win this money. He stuffed up because he was scared or got in his own head and ended up down there having to fight for his life. I don't think it was planned. Um, I do think he was quite desperate to also not go down there because he had a plan. He had a, a proposal to Ed, which if I was Ed, I would have strongly considered it. Um, you know, I guess it is Kyle and he's got the reputation of being a snake, but you know, having some deal that will last you for future games as well, isn't a bad deal if you're saying, hey, I won't come after you in this game or any other game in the future. Who, el what, who else is giving him what kind of deals? That's a pretty sweet deal. If no one else is telling you that, then choose someone else. Even if you go home, at least you've got Kyle's supposed loyalty or you can hold him ransom to his word to a certain degree in, in next season. And that gives you a storyline as well with the producers where you can say, you know, if I go back, I'm going to hold Kyle to it. And the producers would look at that and say, brilliant, something that we can do a, a, a recap to the previous season if Kyle does betray him. There's a storyline there for Ed to come back. So if Ed was really thinking about future potential seasons, I think that could have been a very smart thing for him to do, to shake the hand, make it a really big thing on camera to say, you've got my back in future seasons now. So a real big opportunity missed by Ed here. But I also think Kyle was desperate not to go down. So I don't personally think 
that your theory sort of stands tall. I don't know, Drew, if you've got any other sort of takes on that. The only thing I will say is that I agree with you, Chris, that he would have said something like, oh, no, we lost it. I didn't know it was a leap of faith. Uh, he would have played it up. But also, there was money on the line. There was $3,000, and Kyle would not throw anything if $3,000 were on the line. I think if Sapphire would have went out there and got five people or five plugs undone all re- like right off the bat, and he thought they were going to win, that would have been his best opportunity to throw. And hopefully the Sapphire wins. He would probably have told them, hey, throw me in. I'm going to pick Josh. I beat him in a elimination before in total madness. I feel like I can do it again. And that's my best opportunity to swap teams. I think him losing it and then Emerald winning was not the best move for him. He does not want to go up against any of these players. Maybe Logan because of the hamstring injury, but with a pole wrestle, you're more on the ground wrestling, not you don't have to do anything with your legs like running or anything. So, I mean, that wouldn't help them at all. So um, all in all, this was the best option for Kyle, but I think if anything, he would have wanted taking a shot at Josh. Like that would have been the best opportunity for him. And he would have definitely threw it if he thought Emerald had any shot of losing. So uh, just the $3,000 and him not like bragging about it. I think that's where I feel like he wouldn't be moping in his bed. I think as hard as he was, if he was uh, really he's not down he's about a weasel. it. He's the weasel. He's making it. I'm just, I'm just trying to well, tell it. Primetime here agrees with you um, in the live <laughs> chat, Chantal. He says, Kyle, 1,000% through the challenge. Has, he says, come on, Kyle is a liar. His word means nothing. Come on, Chris. Um, <laughs> and I hear you, Primetime. I hear you. But I'm thinking, if I was Ed, what would get me back on the show? Like, sign up the deal. You know, it's a 50-50 in any case. Like, I still think that he made a mistake going after Kyle for this specific challenge. I think that it wasn't a good matchup. It's so much smaller, um, you know, your height, we spoke about it earlier in the podcast, being a, a, someone that's got that extra reach, um, the extra body weight. There is a reason, like, not everybody can be a Derek, you know, that goes in there and beats guys twice his size. Like, that's Derek's got a very specific skill set that allows for him to be able to do that. Um, and it's not easy to do. I think Ed made a mistake in that sense. And I think that he potentially, you know, if there's a deal, there's a deal. Take it. You know, it's it's a storyline that you can use to pay, probably get back on the show. It's something that can transfer to the next season. But I don't think Ed was thinking in that line at all. Now, daily challenge here, guys. What did you think of the daily challenge? Because some of the daily challenges have been hit and miss this season. Um, were you guys high on it or not so? Chantel, you look like you weren't that high on it. You've got the double thumbs down. Tell us why you didn't like this daily challenge. It was a miss. Um, it was... It was like all the women, there was nothing really, even though there was the $3,000 and all those protein bars on the line, it didn't seem to be enough to encourage the women, at least on the Emerald team or Sapphire team to do well. So they just were all just jumping off and like, I hate heights, I'm jumping off. And so it didn't really, in my opinion, have any real stakes. Like nobody was really trying that hard. Um, It was pretty predictable that, you know, the Ruby th- team was going to think that they were going to win and then they weren't going to win. Like it just like mm. how it was all edited together. It's like pretty obvious that it was going to be like, sorry guys, you didn't win. It's actually the, the Emerald team. Um, and so I don't know. There was this, I just didn't find it good at all. It, was, it wasn't entertaining really. 
Is it because you watched Squid Game and you saw the glass challenge with people stepping on the glass and you're like, it's not that high stakes here? Um, I don't know if you've watched I Squid Game or not. I haven't Squid Game yet okay. because I'm just no doing spoilers. a social media bullying. Like, I'm not seeing it because everybody's telling me I have to see it. So I'm waiting <laughs> until like it dies off and then I'll watch it without being like told to watch it. So I don't know Squid Game yet. <laughs> no, fair enough. We won't go down that direction. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Drew, so what did you think of the Daily Challenge? I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun daily challenge. It was kind of like a throwback. I mean, it it wasn't that high of stakes, but it was kind of like a wipeout challenge where people were just going around. We got some good wipeouts. People were falling into the water. I'm glad nobody got hurt. The only thing that frustrated me was Ruby team was at a clear disadvantage with only five members. There were six plugs for everyone. All the teams had six players except for Ruby. I know it's slim chances that not everybody was going to reach the plugs to unplug them, but what would have happened if that happened? If Sapphire or Emerald got six, Ruby got all five, it's clear disadvantage. Was somebody able to go twice? Probably. Would the last player? But the thing is, it's a leap of faith. So they would have had to have dropped the rig, let Corey get back on, bring it back up, have him go around again. To me, it made no sense. I think they were just praying that there was nobody going to actually fall off or get all six of them. So they're just like, whatever, we'll just keep going with it and let it happen and pray that it doesn't come to this like this sudden death or tie or whatever. Maybe they showed it out of order. Maybe the, um, the Ruby team went first. Because um, like sometimes they do, do do that. They put like how they they edit it is not the order that they do it in the show so maybe the ruby team went first and then but when they actually put it together for the episode they didn't have them go first maybe what are you telling me that ct lied to us as an audience saying that it's so much pressure to be the first team to be out there and do this challenge would ct do that to us us the loyal yeah. fans <laughs> yeah i think we've been prompted to I'll look at CT differently next time when he's in the in the uh, confessionals. But no, I, I do agree. I mean, I didn't actually pick that up, Drew, to be honest, um, the first time. So good pickup there. Um, you would hope that they would have had a plan for someone to go twice or something like that. But, you know, we didn't even get close to that. I personally, um, I liked it. I, I, I Like, listen, it's not the, the daily of of the season but it was a lot of fun <laughs> seeing people wipe out i always enjoy seeing people wipe out you know when big t took that massive tumble oh, and did that, like, like three I'm... oh no she did she like three somersaults she did like three somersaults going down and i think it was like ashley or amanda that said let's oh no it was tori she said let's rewind that and it was exactly at the point where i wanted to rewind to have a look at it as well <laughs> so i was like tori doing the good work there for people who are watching it live and can't rewind it um and they're showing us how she tumbled i thought that was amazing tv it's always fun to watch um and it really just you know what i like about it is, is it does challenge people in a different way you know like i do get bored of seeing people do this carnival tricks of being in a car where they're doing the donuts like drew said before which isn't a lot of fun or everything's just physical it's just mental like you want to see different like this one took a little bit of dexterity and agility to be able to jump through on to each one of those platforms so i enjoyed it in that sense there was some fun and um the added bonus of seeing the guys use the water cannon to to try and shoot people down i don't know how much it really did at that distance 
but it would have been annoying as hell being up there. And I like the trash talking that were happening between different people, like Amanda really laying into Kyle. You know, she's so good at doing that with some of these guys. And for me, it was fun. Like, I enjoyed it. You know, it's always fun seeing TJ having a great time as well when people completely total. I, I definitely like the, the the spraying the water hose at some element because like how they were cackling down there just like ha, 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 like that was that was a fun you know part of it for me. Um, I I don't like watching people wipe wipe out like it just looks so painful and I'm like so worried about Big T that she's gonna hurt herself and I'm just like I was just too on edge and like even when they're leaping on and they're just like falling on their stomach and I'm like ow it just seems like it's just so painful so. I didn't like. I think that that's probably why I didn't enjoy it that much. Is because it just looked all aspects of it looked just so painful. Um, Casey landed on her face. Casey landed straight on her face. Like Casey had the Casey had the worst wipeout. Like I mean, Big T did three somersaults, but still ended up with her feet hitting the water first. So she would have gone a perfect ten if this was the Olympics. (laughs) But you know, like (laughs) it looked really bad. Like it could have been horrible. She could have landed flat on her face as well or on her stomach. But yeah, it's it's painful. I get why, you know, as long as nobody gets injured, then I'm enjoying it. Like it's good, it's good fun. There used to be this TV show called Wipeout that was back on it. TV back in the day. I don't know if any <laughs> of you guys have watched it, but Wipeout was pretty much about this. It was people wiping out on these crazy, ridiculous challenges. So the only thing that they should have added here, Drew, is like in Wipeout, they used to have that that bar that that, that would sort of spin around as people were jumping from platform yeah. to platform. They just needed that there, and that would have been brilliant. It would have been 10 out of 10 for me for the daily. I will say that I cringed when Big T fell into the water and how she fell because it reminded me of Leroy in, I think, Car Crash and Vendettas, oh which God. is like the worst wipeout out of challenge history, in my opinion. Um, well, one thing I will say, I think I forgot it now. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember it now. So we'll we'll just oh. we'll just uh, oh no 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 um, <laughs> I remember in aftermath I liked hearing Corey's talk about his strategy with his team on how he was able to effectively get around. He said that um, after watching the Sapphire team, which th- that's what made me thought of them going second. After watching the Sapphire team, he was like the way that it was all slippery. We decided to when we jumped, we would use our inner thigh on our legs to catch the pillar. So that way, when we kept on jumping, we would securely get on all the pillars. And that's why all the guys were able to get all their plugs while Kyle sabotaged his own team, either by purpose or on accident. But that's why all of them were able to get their plugs while everybody else were kind of just like flopping off, even though it was the same wetness for every everybody. Um, so I liked hearing like the strategy, even though it was like a fun giggly uh, daily, I liked hearing that there was there was some strategy having on the sideline going. Okay, they're on two feet. They're trying to run on like stairs. That's not going to help us out at all. We need to be having a different mo- th- thought process. So I really enjoyed uh, hearing the aftermath and hearing actually Corey coming in as like a leader and a coach saying, "This is what we should do. Let's do it." So I thought mm. it was interesting. So here's the real important question, Drew. Like, who's going to be leading those boot camps now that Nelly and Corey are both in the same team? Would it be still Corey's boot camp or would it be back to the <laughs> Nelly T boot camp coming into the next episode to get them ready for the next daily challenge? They're going to tag team it. They're going to like clap in and then somebody else is going to do something. Maybe uh, Nelly will do the ropes and Corey will do uh, the telling everybody to go around the yard carrying the... Uh, <laughs> carrying the weight bar 
That's the real reason Kyle got out of there. He's like, there's way too much working out in this team. I want to go to a team that don't take things this seriously. Um, and I'm going to go to another team. But um, overall, like I feel, felt like it was a really un- underwhelming performance here by the blue team, you know, the, the Sapphire team, who a lot of people want to be in that team. A lot of people feel like they haven't achieved yet what they can out there. But it was an underwhelming performance by people like Nelly and Ed, who you'd thought would go out there and do pretty well. Ashley, you know, we... I like Ashley. Let me just start off by that first. But we're hard on other people. Like, I like her as a champion. Like, you guys know I'm all about getting the champions to come back and and play. You know, like, yes, do I think her personality sometimes can be a little bit out there? Yeah, 100%. But one of the things I wanted to bring out was that she quit, you know, and Mm -hmm. how do we feel about her just outright quitting in the challenge? That seems to be something where people really, in general, they're annoyed by it. And how much is she being saved here being a vet where people are just she's she's going to be safe regardless she's a vet this wasn't a woman's elimination do we feel like there's a little bit of unfairness happening here because if that was someone else that quitted in that sort of like in other seasons where we see a quit people are pretty hard on that you know and i felt like she kind of got away with it here and just stepped off and didn't even try which is pretty bad if i was a man and i was in that team i would have been like ashley you just put me in danger and you didn't even try yeah, and so that's why I think they need to bring back the whole like if you suck at the daily, you're going directly in. And um, I think that that would prevent people from doing that. I know that it was a men's elimination this time around, so like they, the women didn't really have that much incentive, really. But mm. b- fix that. There, there's, there, I'm sure there's a way that we can, you know, change the, the, the mechanics of the game so that like if you quit, there's a consequence. Like maybe it's going to be in a mm. girls' elimination now. Like whoever falls first, it's just dependent on who the elimination is going to be. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't really love it. I, I didn't expect her to even give it a try, especially since her butt wasn't going to be on the line. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit annoyed by it. I don't know how you can fix it though. But there should be Because yeah, you got Big T like wiping out crazy and people are like constantly talking down about, on her ability to do well and they don't want to be teamed with her. I felt like it's just so unfair because Big T's got the heart. You know, maybe she doesn't always have the execution and certain styles, but also it is a little bit harsh, I feel like, on on Big T. She's not terrible, but she's got this reputation out there on the challenge as being someone that people don't want to be partnered with. And then you've got a champion just stepping off. Yeah, I think that's maybe part of Big T's story is she feels she's always being underrated, discredited, and so she has to or feels the need to continuously give her all, even if it's going to be a triple backflip wipeout into the water. Um, I also think that the the their strategy, the Sapphire strategy going into this daily was off because mm-hmm. they had the three guys front load it and then the three women on the back end and two of the three guys wiped out. So mm-hmm. you have two very muscled, very good in shape men just instantly fall off. CT almost fell off as well. And Ashley is going fourth on this team thinking Mm -hmm. i don't want to wipe out i don't want to get hurt i don't want to ruin my chances and we're probably not going to win this anyways so i'm just going to just fall off on purpose and have a controlled fall instead of like possibly hurting myself actually trying i think if they maybe would have done man woman man woman man woman and after ct went then ashley goes and maybe gives it her all maybe or maybe she thinks i'm second it's not a guy's day. It's not a woman's day. It's a guy's day. I could just fall off and we have four other people behind me that could do it. I mean, it's depends on her 
the, uh, what she's actually thinking in that moment. But in that moment, I just think that she's like two of the three guys fell. I don't see Bettina doing this. I don't see <laughs> maybe Amanda could do this. I have faith in my friend, but I don't think two people are going to be enough out of us mm. going first. And then the two other teams of six or 11 other players that are going to be going got to see what our mistakes were. They're probably going to surpass us anyway. So what's the point, which is not the name of the game, but it's her decision. Yeah. Just really want to briefly touch on this before we move on from the daily challenge. You know, we haven't mentioned his name, which is a good thing um, when we haven't had to talk about him too much um, throughout the episode. But Josh, like, was so annoying in his celebrations and going on <laughs> about the fact that, you know, they're unstoppable and all this. And it's like, Josh, you didn't contribute to this win whatsoever. I don't want to hear from you. Give me give me Devin or give me Casey to talk about how great this win was. Don't give me someone who contributed 0% towards the win for the day. Um, and they do end up winning here their second one in a row, which means that they're safe. They do have a bit of a target now on them as a team. Do we think that this team is as good as they think that they are? And do we think that they still are the team to beat here moving forward in this game? They do seem to have a proven track record. They've got good chemistry all of them like working together. Can the other two teams get it right? And in what scenario do we think that Emerald potentially will be in danger here? Would it be someone... I feel like the show is sort of hinting that someone's going to infiltrate and that's going to cause the dynamic to change because there's going to be someone that will break it up in that way. Do we think that's going to be the ultimate downfall moving forward in the game here? I think the reason why that team does so well is because they have Casey on that team. I think that she mm. has, it's the strongest woman on, like, that's left in the game right now. And I think what One of the strongest team, players, like, even if you don't say woman, like, one of the, well, if you just look at a player, yeah. the, I think that whatever 100%. team that Casey would be going on to, I think that that would become the strongest team. So, I, I, I like, I think that that's why they're doing so well. Um, because, you know, she's the only woman that was able to get through that particular challenge. So if she was on that team, she would be that extra woman that would have been able to make mm. that team be the winning team in, in any of the other two teams that went. Well, maybe not um, uh, with CT, but like they would still would have had two, you know. So yeah. I think that she is what is allowing them to win because she going up against any of the other women always is going to come out on top, which means that they they just have to have the one man do you know really well on their team. They don't have to have two. So I think it's because of Casey. If she doesn't win this season, would she be one of the unluckiest female athletes and or challengers out there to never win a, a show within her first four seasons? Because I feel like she's consistently been up there over the last couple of seasons now where things have gone against her. Like last season, she was quite unlucky that she got Fessy as a partner, which ended up working against her towards the end and also obviously injuring herself. But Fessy probably contributed towards that. Um like my respect for for Casey, like yes, she's not entertaining, but as a as a competitor, just continues to increase because I do agree with you, Chantel. I think, and the reason you're you're right, she is a difference because she's a female in that team, and you you've got a combination of male and female in each team, and there's a limited amount of them. But I think even if you took that out of the equation, I think she's just one of the best competitors out there this season, regardless. Like you know, I feel like she's up there with some of the better men, even like you know, in sense like she's really really good like i feel like if she didn't win this it would be a little bit of a for me i would be kind of i would feel sad for her not after another strong showing this season how she's playing the game 
physically, I should say, because again, like I said, she doesn't bring a lot of other things to the get to the table for me. I would feel sad for her if she didn't get a win this season. I feel like she really deserves it based on her performances. Am I the only one? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I don't feel bad for her because she's not great at math. She's not great at puzzles. She's not great mm -hmm. at eating. So she like, yes, she's good at the physical stuff, but she's not as well-rounded as some of the other female winners have been. And so if she if she worked on those other things like in the off season that we just don't know about then like and then she still loses like oh that sucks like you really try to improve yourself but i don't know if she's learned from her past you know final appearances on what to do to make it happen for her when she gets there again i do think she'll get there again but i could still see other people winning against her in the final just because she's not she doesn't have those other two elements that are really useful in the final so Yes, I think she can get there every time, but I don't know if she can win every time just because she's not she's not great at those other things. Mm, yeah, and I think what you both were saying is completely correct that Casey is doing well physically, and I think playing into next week's mission, which is the 500th episode, which is looks like to be capture the flag or bags of money or diamond heist or whatever they're going to call it <laughs> um i think that it's going to play well for the emerald team on the women's side especially because they have tori because they have casey and when they're going up against the other women i think i remember seeing in the mid-season uh trailer you had casey who had the bags in her hand and she was putting on a juke move against bettina who is <laughs> just trying to corral <laughs> who's just going to try to corral <laughs> Casey as long as she can. But you think that's going to play well. And then on the men's side, they're not going to be that strong. I feel maybe their social standings would help. Like if say Devin is running after Kyle or, or Kyle is having to tackle Devin, maybe he would just let him go kind of let Emerald have the win or Emmanuel does well. I mean, I think he could do really good. He's really quick. I think he could really do some damage. Um, it won't help ruby's team but i think again i think this was a technicality i will say technicality even though kyle broke the rules i mean they're not invincible but i think they are having these missions where it does play into some of their players hands where and i think that with anything that's going to be physical casey is going to be able to take it at least on the women's side um, but yeah i think there is some hinting that there could be some infiltration especially if emerald wins for another time it's going to be hard to think that whoever gets thrown in and wins is not going to just automatically jump ship. Um, maybe if it's maybe some people would want to go onto the Sapphire team, but I think mainly if it's three wins, anybody's going to want to go now to the Emerald team. Now let's say for instance, they do want to infiltrate that Emerald team. Who do we think are the two players, one man, one female here that Emerald team can lose and not lose that mojo that they've got going on at the moment as a team. So for me, I think you guys bring up great points here with Casey being really physical. Maybe she doesn't have the math side of it or some of the puzzle sides as well. I think she's done okay in puzzles, but I think math is probably one of the things that she struggled with because it is actually a different type of skill set between the two. Um, for me personally, when I look at that, I think Devin is extremely important to that team as a, as a male because of his experience, because of his ability to do puzzles, math, all of that kind of stuff. Like you said, he does have a little bit of brawn 
hidden very deep in there somewhere that people probably don't see. So I feel like he's just got the right balance that for the men, he's probably the one person they do not want to lose. Um, I feel like in that team to continue to have that mojo. Um, if you had to lose one of the men, Josh would probably be the person that I personally, like from a, a morale stand of po- po- point of view, I think it'll probably be bad for Casey and him who are really good friends. And maybe like it sounded like Tori and him are pretty good friends. But I think from a, Winning the final, like you know, CT said, it's not about being nice. It's not about all that kind of stuff. It's about who can bring the finale for you. I think that Joss is the one person they could probably lose, and it will actually not hinder them. It does depend who goes into that team, but there's some pretty good competitors out there that can move into his spot. That I think almost all of the other men could be an upgrade to Josh in that team if they lost him. For the females on the other side, um, it is a tougher one. Like Casey is the person that you don't want to lose there. I feel like she like. Chantal said probably helps and gives them the edge at this point. So you're going to have to look at Tori and Nani in that position. And it's a bit of a toss up here. I think if you look at um, history of who's been there and done that and who's probably got the best ability to physically be up there, I'm sort of wondering like Tori is not in her prime anymore, but I almost still want to give Tori a bit of an edge over Nani as a person that I'd rather keep in the team and then maybe lose Nani, which I know wouldn't be great for Casey. So my verdict, if I had to choose here at this point is I would probably say um, Josh and Nani are the two people that would cause the least, least damage in that team if they were to lose them and for them to still go on and do really well if they were to run a finale tomorrow. What do you guys think? I agree with that. Um, I do think that even though I'm not the biggest fan of Tori, I do think that she is a little bit more competitive than Nani is. Um, I think she has a little bit more of like a don't give up kind of attitude. Um, From previous seasons, it seems as though Nani needs the encouragement and help of her partners and her team to make her do well. But we've seen Tori be kind of the leader of her duos and like them being able to do well. So even just like when she was paired up with Ed, they won the first time they were together. And I think that that was partially her kind of guiding the way with like a good, uh, you know, a good partner. So I think that Tori can hold her own a little bit better than Nani. Nani seems to need encouragement from other people. And so, yeah, I give Tori a little, a little edge there. And Josh, I think he'd be losing the final for that team, to be fair. I think he would mm-hmm. gas out and like, he, he doesn't know what it's like to be in that actual final. I don't see him being able to run it. I'm sorry, Josh. I don't see him being able to eat stuff. Um, I don't remember how he is at puzzles or um, at math stuff, but I just don't see him being able to do all like the really shitty stuff that they make him do sometimes, like standing up all night. I don't even know. I can feel him complaining and not being able to handle that, being super tired. I don't know. I don't see him being able to be helpful at, at the, the finale. So... Let's let's just get it, get him out of here. Just 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 to not be that podcast just bags on Josh the whole time because I know there's enough of them out there. Um, is I will say his math and his puzzle skills is decent. Like he's not bad at that. He's gotten better at doing the endurance stuff. But the real problem here, I think, because he, I think he, if I remember correctly, there was like that mini, um, the mini finale challenge that had last season, and he got second place with whoever he was paired up on that specific season, if I remember correctly, he did pretty well there, but that was over a space of one day. The finale is two days. It's a different beast, different type of mentality that goes into it. And I don't know, I've never seen him eat. I can't remember how he does and eating gross stuff, but that's, if I had to go and do a finale, by the way, that's where I would physically, I'll go and do whatever, but the eating stuff, I would just, I'd put my hand up. That's probably why I would never do the challenge because I couldn't eat what these guys eat personally. That's just me, you know, I'm a bit of a, (laughs) I think I could eat. 
I think I would much rather do eating than anything over heights. Uh, honestly, um, I, I, I drink this disgusting celery drink powder drink every single morning. And I couldn't, I almost, I gagged for the first month. And then I was just like, you know what? I can get used to anything. And I do it every single morning. I agree with both of you guys talking about with, I look at the teams and I look at who has the characteristics and I look at Devin and I look at Josh and they have brains and what mm. you really need on the Emerald team is the workhorse that CT wants. You want the guy that will never give up. You would want the guy that could eat. I think Nelson would be the best person, the missing piece because mm. I think Emmanuel will just do whatever. He's really good at a lot of stuff. He will be that workhorse. You tell him we need to smash 50 rocks. He'll go and do it. He won't say he won't question it. He won't try to take over um, with Nani, not saying anything bad about Nani. I think she works better one-on-one, -on -one, but we have to think of what happened last season in the finals. She couldn't even make it up that last hill for Leroy to get second place. Like she just put it on cruise control. She was just like, I'm putting it on autopilot. I can't, physically move any quicker. Um, I think Casey gives you that brawn. I think Tori is that workhorse on the women's side that you need that she won't try to take over. She knows what Devin is capable of. And I almost think that um, you bring in another workhorse on the women's side and you would have a stack team. Like you could do whatever you want on that team. Heck, bring in Ashley, bring in Amanda. I just think, I, I, I think Josh would do much better on the Ruby side than say, because uh, they need somebody to do puzzles. puzzles. They need somebody yeah. to do that math. They don't have really that brain player. They have the brawn. They have brawn leaking out their ear holes. Uh, they mm. have so much muscles. They just don't have somebody that could do the math and everything else. So that's, that's yeah. I'm not going to diss Josh at this moment, <laughs> but I will say that he's better at puzzles and they already have the puzzle guy in Devin, I would say. Mm you got to wonder, you, you kind of bring up a good point with Ruby having a lot of brawns there. Like, how do they go into this next challenge next week and not do well, especially on the guy's side? Like, you know, Corey and um, Nelson are both pretty physical. They probably would do well in the physical stuff. Logan might struggle because he's got that injury that he's carrying. They've got Emmy. So, I mean, I think the only female that's going to give Emmy trouble is Casey at this point, like when it comes to just the physical side of things. Um, and then Big T probably isn't the most, like she comes across as being more of a, a girl's girl, not the, but she's got a lot of heart. Like you can't take that away mm. from her as well. So she might put up a bit of a fight too. You almost have to wonder where things are going to go and how it's going to work. And it's going to be interesting with the three team configuration, like who's going up against who and at what time, because, you know, um, again, Kyle is pretty physical. Like, again, I think he proved that this, this week with doing the pole wrestle and doing extremely well there, people do underestimate Kyle. Um, you know, CT is really physical. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm actually excited just thinking about that matchup going into next week. And it's going to come down to who's going to be the next female that's going to be in trouble. So who do we think going into next week? And I'll bring up for us again, our um, draft picks here so we can have a look at our draft picks. Who do we think <laughs> female-wise <laughs> is going to be the biggest rescue? I think we sort of touched on it early on. Chantel, you were kind of hot and I'm going to go down that same direction. I do think that it's going to continue to be, and, and this is sort of answering prime time as well at the same time here. He's asked, why do we think Corey was the house vote again when usually if someone is put in once, they just get, get, get put in once after each other. They keep putting the same person in. And I do think that the dynamic has changed now 
that we've got these teams where if the vets can look after each other, they will. There is an unspoken rule for the vets to continue to look after each other as long as they can. So they've gone back to default of trying to look out for each other here. And I think that the two um, females, if they don't end up in a winning team that is at risk is Emmy and Bettina. They'll be the two that probably will get put in by the agency. And there's a good chance that I don't know if Emmy would pull Big T in because they're in the same team. So I think if Emmy is the house vote, she puts in Bettina against her. If Bettina is the house vote, I actually think she goes for Big T just because of the fact that Big T is someone that she thinks she can beat and potentially is underestimated quite a bit. And we did get a lot of personal content from Big T here this episode as well. We got a bit of personal content from a few different people, but you've got to wonder why we saw that from Big T in an episode where she wasn't really going to be the person that was going to go down there as well. So I think the reason why Corey wasn't the house vote is because Ed fell on his sword for Logan. They're like, oh, okay, perfect. Okay, you want to go in? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll give that to you. Um, so I think that if maybe he hadn't have already decided that like, oh, okay, I, I get it now. Like I'm a rookie, like I'm going to be going in. Like he didn't do any strategizing. He could have easily have, you know, maybe pushed it in another direction if he did, did some work and being like, hey, like, let's just throw down Corey again. Like, you know, whatever. He could have said some things. And so I think that it was an easy out. Um, Ed wasn't, as we've talked about already, not strategizing at all. He was falling on the sword and it was making it an easy vote for everybody. So I think that that's why Corey wasn't necessarily up in that um, moment, just because Ed made it easy for them to just throw him in. I believe that is somewhat the case i also think that there was talks that if Corey was the house vote he would have went for logan who was injured and i think that scared the emerald team because if they throw in Corey, he's gonna pick logan they're thinking he's gonna win it easily and then they're gonna infiltrate or he's gonna infiltrate the emerald team because even though he's ruby for life right now if he gets the opportunity he's gonna swap uh teams mm -hmm. and he's not gonna swap with nelson so he would swap with some way from the Emerald team, I believe. So I think that's what they're also thinking is Casey and everybody was just like, keep the Emerald six alive. We have to keep it alive. What's going to keep us together. Um, and also on that, we heard Nelson give a confessional right before heading into the liberation where he was like, Oh, well the vets are going to just look after each other from here on out. So, I mean, if we could throw in rookies, we're going to throw in rookies, which I was like, I threw my hands up in the air and I'm like, cool. Let's keep this going. So I guess Bettina is going to go in next if she doesn't win. So that's fun. Whatever. You know that that's think the she, case. The guys don't want to run the And I don't think she picks Big D. I don't you think know? she picks Big D because they're friends. And I think the oh, rookies are going to continue doing this thing of um, of not picking their friends. They're going to shoot for the moon. Um, or at least then, what they think is the moon. So I think. Who do you think she'd pick I, from either of the two other teams? I think she would probably choose Nani well, if the yeah. Emerald team is if if Patina is the house vote and Emerald is open, she would probably pick Nani. If if the Sat Ruby team's the only one left, then she's probably gonna pick uh she's probably gonna pick Emmy, who's already won two eliminations. Uh that would be my guess, just because she wouldn't want to take anybody from her own Sapphire team because she would probably want to come back to her Sapphire team. And then she doesn't want to take on Big T because they're friends. Priscilla didn't take a shot at either Bettina or Big T. They all seem to be very close with each other. So I don't mm. think she want to take a shot at Big T because I think they're so close with each other. 
Um, but that's just my guess. If she wants to stay in the game, I think she would probably stand a better shot at Big T because they're both the same like height. They're the same kind of width. I think that they could, they would be a good competition for each other. I just don't think she would do it. Sadly, I don't think. Or maybe Emmy would be the house vote because she seemed to get into a fight with CT at the club. It looked like so maybe that's a a a, a picture open thing and. Maybe she takes a shot at Bettina because everybody keeps on underestimating her too. I don't know. I think mm. Bettina's in trouble. Okay. Is that what you guys want? To do? <laughs> yeah, we we need you. We need here. you to lose some people. Come we need on. you. To, it's, it's, there's no, like at the moment, it's me and Chantal against you at this point because you are absolutely killing us in this draft. <laughs> like we need you to lose what some people. What if Bettina wins quick. against Nani? That would be crazy. <laughs> like, I would I throw mean, a party. I'm, I'm with it. Um, Michelle, on my, I think out of my podcast, she has Bettina on her team, and she named her team Bettina and Friends because she just thought that Bettina was just not going to do well at all. And so the fact that she <laughs> made it past the halfway point, her team Bettina and Friends, I'm rooting for her to stay in this game just because, like, it's hilarious that like it was basically a gag that she named her team after Bettina and that laugh that she had in the first episode, and yeah. now uh, she's like, you know almost going to be a front runner to the final like <laughs> and she's in a i mean if she can survive somehow in that team she's got so many good competitors around her like she's got a shot at this like it'd be pretty crazy but um yeah she only needs to, to survive one or two rounds now guys are we convinced at this point that we're going to remain in these teams all the way to the end or do we think that there's another twist i think we spoke about this last week as well like i'm still like I, I am starting to doubt a little bit if they will move back to pairs or if they will go to a single sort of configuration at somewhere the point here um and I've got to say, I'm kind of hoping that we don't at this point. I actually want like there to be a few more champions potentially and um, just to see a different sort of makeup towards the end here, towards the finale. I'm actually enjoying what the teams are bringing to the table at the moment. I feel like um, I'm really big on the duos. I'm big on the single seasons, but I feel like it, the way that they've done it this season, it has worked. Funny enough, even though we didn't start in the teams from the beginning, um, I like the amount of people we've got in each team. I like the amount of teams we have. And I think it will make for a very interesting finale. Now, if we do remain in these teams, I think we might not even see a purge because we might end up with teams of four going into a finale instead of there's not like how many episodes do we have left? We've just had episode 11. They normally do about 18 episodes. 19, I think. 19? Yeah, 19. Okay. So. Yeah, we'll hit the finals at 17, I think. Mm, and we've got teams of six, five, five, and, five and five. Yeah. Yeah. So we might we might end up with teams of like three. Is that yeah. good? That'd be interesting. Or cutthroat <laughs> where we have one team of four, one team of two, and then one a team, team of, of five just gas out and turn to team of three. <laughs> like the, the team of one, the team of one CT beats both the other teams <laughs> and the finale <laughs> to be like the sole winner or something like that. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. I didn't really come into this podcast prepared thinking through the different scenarios of how the team would be able to shape out sort of going into the, to the finale. But with that many episodes left, uh, if we've got seven episodes left, then I'm kind of thinking we're probably going to go back into an individual game or something at some point. We'd have to. There's just too many episodes left. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what they're going to be doing. Like they, they obviously went to just having one person being eliminated, so they can stretch it out um, quite a bit. 
So if they do that, then they can get rid of like five more people. I don't know if I'm doing my math right, but I don't know. I don't know what they're planning on doing. I wish that they would tell us, if, even if they don't tell yeah. them in the game, because like I just or, or or tell them in the game and keep this in my ear and not <laughs> tell us like something. Like I wish that they were armed with what was going on because I think that that would actually help with the strategy of people in the game and people making moves or willing to make moves because people don't want to make any moves because they don't know what's actually happening and. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Maybe the first time around, or for the surprise factor of like, this is what we're doing for that one episode. But if the players knew what was happening, you would see people like, well, you know what? This is going to be my last shot to be able to do this. They would play a little bit stronger instead of a little bit timid. And so mm-hmm. I wish that they just were armed with a little bit more information so that they could actually make some strategic moves that could be shocking because it's like, oh, we know that we're going to be in this together forever for sure. Like, okay, I'm definitely going to make the move to infiltrate because, like, like this is my could be my only shot to be able to get onto the team that I want. So, um, I don't mind it if it's running in teams, but I don't know if I like it when it's unbalanced. Like, I didn't like what was it, Battle of the Seasons? Was that what it was with like with um, yeah. Zach's team had four, but the other teams didn't have four? Like, I didn't like that. Um, so I would want it to be completely balanced if that's the case. And so I don't know how they would make that happen. So schoolyard pick at the end, you know, you've got three extra players on the board schoolyard. Who do you want? You know, the team that, um, I don't know, like do a challenge and, you know, whoever gets placed first down to the bottom gets a opportunity to choose first and say, I'll pick this person or that person. I don't know. It's got to be a way to do it. Like if they're bringing so many gimmicky twists into it. They might as well do something like a, a good old-fashioned schoolyard pick at the end, right, Drew? So we can get balanced teams going into the finale. Uh, what's your theory in regards to, do you do you think that we're headed for, you know, with this many episodes left, do you think we're headed back to to more of like an individual or a deer? I don't think the deer team thing is going to come back. I think if it's if they break it up, it'll be individual, surely. Yeah, I think what could play into a factor of like maybe a schoolyard pick is if they had stats from the whole season, like if this person won this many daily challenges they get in first place and they can pick whoever they want. It gives a little bit more meat to the actual challenges. So people aren't throwing it possibly like, Oh, if I make it to this point, if I win this many, or if I'm really pushing myself, maybe I could pick my team or get the first pick or whatever. Mm. Um, I would love it if it was in teams. I want a team final. I think it would be fun uh, in a three team final. Um, Even though it could be uh, mismatched and, it could be pretty much a blowout at that point, but I still would like a team because I would like more than just one or two people winning a season at this point, but knowing the challenge and knowing TJ, he always has something up his sleeve. I could see him doing something like you ran in pairs, you ran in teams. Now you're running as individuals because there's nobody you can trust, but yourself because you're spies and we're running on satellites and picking up soccer balls and calling them bombs or whatever. Um, (laughs) I would like it if they were in solos. I would like it if they, if it was more of a free agents where it was like everybody swapped partners yeah. at different checkpoints and then you did some solo missions in there. I think that would be a lot more fun, a lot more fair to where, okay, you got to this point. Did you make the right decisions and who you sent in? Did your strategies pay out? And you have that bit of pairing and also solo kind of missions. Um, I would like that aspect if it were to be solo i want it to be teams but if it has to be solo that's what i would like it to be 
And if it is solo, I will also add that I would like for there to be a male and female winner this season. I don't yeah. like it when they just make it one, because again, then we just end up with one champion. And I, I personally am of the belief that it's just not fair. A lot of the challenges are more sort of like when you're running up a mountain, you know, men in general, unless you're Jenny West, will do better at doing that type of challenges, you know. And um, I would like it to be balanced where we've get, we get one male and one female um, for the season as well. I know that sort of dips into the prize money and people might not be as happy about that, but that's what I would personally like to see. And this got me thinking of something completely random here as we are sort of closing off the podcast. Um, I don't know if any of you guys saw the interview or the slash recap that Rob has a podcast that with Poverty Shallow quite recently. Um, I sort of had a had a listen to it. And obviously, Poverty is going through, for people who are Survivor fans, she's going through some stuff. They didn't really go into any of that, but it was more about Survivor 41. And the challenge came up in conversation while they were talking to Poverty. And apparently, Poverty was approached to be on the challenge this season, I believe. She didn't end up doing it, but she's open to it in the future. So completely random. But, you know, I think that could be another person that's up there an aura to like your Natalie Anderson, probably even bigger when it comes to legends. Like, I mean, she is seen by a lot of people as a Mount Rushmore survivor player. Um, that would be an extremely exciting potential player to see in the future. I know it's completely off topic, but I don't know if any of you guys listen to that podcast at all, or if you heard her talk about that, I was really excited. She said she's not in the right space in her life to do it right now. Obviously it's got a lot of stuff going on, but she's extremely open to the idea of doing the challenge in the future. Well, of course, I saw that it was on. I haven't just watched that one yet. I was watching, um, she had Davey on, and so I was actually re really watching Davey right now. And I was like, oh, I have to go back and watch um, Poverty. Um, so I haven't that's seen it yet. <laughs> but um, that's, uh, that's really awesome. Like, I would love to see her on the show. And that's what I was saying kind of about, like, Ed. Like, yeah, Ed was entertaining, but he doesn't bring, like, that whole strategy side. And so Poverty, if she was just, like, you know, good at the athletic stuff. Like, I wouldn't really care for her as a player, but she uses mm. her feminine wilds and, like, flirting and all that stuff. And then she's also quite good at challenges. And we know in her personal life, she does a lot of yoga and a lot of mindset training and stuff like that. And so she's really good at focusing and getting things done. And so I, I want to see her play this game. I want to see if her skills transfer over into the challenge. I think that would be super awesome and fun to see. She's a player that I could always watch come back over and over again just to see how they do because they're just so well-rounded and so likable at the same time. So I would be all in on that. I would love for her and Michelle to team up together when Michelle comes back and, and Michaela yeah. like, and be like a survivor all with the real um, Black Widow Brigade coming back in there and uh, taking things down. Can you imagine Natalie Anderson, Poverty, and, and Michelle yeah. all in the same season? Those three specifically because of what they've achieved in Winning. Survivor. <laughs> it would be, yeah, be a pretty a pretty heavy hitter type of um, season having all three of those. Uh, we've got Sam here saying Poverty Shallow for the Challenge All-Stars. I don't know, like I think the All-Stars would be, unless they make it reality All-Stars, the Challenge slash reality showdown all-stars i can see that i'd be all for that can you imagine a season with some old school survivor legends coming back and playing against like road rules and you know real world and whoever else you want to throw in there big brother bring janelle Dr. if you want to do a big brother legend janelle? over there like yeah. janelle over there i'll take her you know yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a pretty cool spin-off yeah. yeah i would like it if she came on as like a battle of the shows 
I think I would like to see her have some protection and some mm-hmm. like some backup with her. Uh, so the challenge has done. 2002 was Battle of the Seasons with real world seasons. Uh, 2012 was Battle of the Seasons again with a ton of real world. So we're coming on that 2022. We haven't gotten that again. Uh, you can't really do Battle of the Seasons because real world doesn't exist anymore. So I think with being bringing on Survivor players, Big Brother and all those other shows, let's have a battle of the shows, have a survivor team, a big brother team, a challenge team, maybe old school and a new school, fresh meat team. Let's bring them all in. And uh, yeah, I would love to see what everybody can do from their respective shows when they have a team, they're working with each other on a team because uh, not going to lie. If they're, it was just a free for all like this season, I could just see easily the players who are on the challenge who have watched survivor going, oh, I know Parvati. She's a big liar. I've seen her win. I've seen her get to the end. We can't trust anything she says. We're going to take her out now. And it's like, yeah. l- let's have everybody be on a team. Let's get some, let's let's have some padding for these new players that we want to see on the challenge and stuff. So I would love to see her on, but I would like to, with conditions of like teams <laughs> and battle of the shows. Mm. I'm down. If they ever have a, a season of game changers, Jay would be the first one on there because he's a game changer. He was the first one to make the jump over to the challenge. And now we're starting to see more and more players sort of making their way over um, to the show here on the challenge as well. Now, guys, this was a great discussion about this episode. I think it was a very straightforward episode, but there was a lot of talking points that came from it. Is there anything that you guys felt like we missed? I didn't go into the whole Kyle and Amanda conversation. Um, I did relate to Kyle quite a lot. I know. I related to Kyle quite a lot in that sense because I know as much about babies as he does. And I also thought that they came up with like a bow, you know, nicely and, and neatly tucked afterwards. And I probably also wouldn't want to be in the delivery room, similar to Kyle, if something like that went down. So I could completely relate to Kyle in that situation. Um, I don't know if there was anything else you guys wanted to discuss as well. But um, overall, I am excited for the next sort of episode to see what's going to happen there. Um, I think we're probably one or two episodes away from things getting, and I know we've been saying it the whole season, (laughs) really juicy, because hopefully at some point, the veterans will have to come after each other. Um, I was going to bring up the mucus plug, so I'm I'm happy that you addressed that. Um, I did think it was a funny moment, though. It was like a character-building moment, seeing Amanda and Nani kind of laughing with Kyle about like his Mm. squeamishness about like what's really going to go down in that delivery room. So I, I thought it was a, a funny moment. Um, and then the other thing is, though, that I thought was really um, nice to see was Nani and Ashley having a little bit of a heart-to-heart and Nani being pretty, like, honest with, with Ashley, being like, listen, like, I'm, I'm not sure if I can trust you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried that you would kind of stab me in the back. And I felt that how Ashley handled that was showing that Ashley's had a bit of growth here. And so I really mm-hmm. like that you know, maybe they can work together. Maybe they're going to be able to work together in the final. Um, it just seems that since Ashley won that particular elimination, that there has been a little bit of a shift in her attitude. And um, I feel like it's good for Ashley to be making headway a little bit with Nani and maybe coming across in a different light. So I did like seeing that from Ashley and Nani. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's good. I think it's good to see, and it was a good moment. Um, Ashley doesn't have much choice this season, in any case, as she said. You know, she's got to trust in the veterans, and um, yeah, I mean, 
I think it's going to be interesting to see how many people actually get there. Does Nani and Ashley both get to the finale? Why did we see that scene specifically? As uh, At least one of them, you'd think, is going to go pretty deep, and it's a character-building moment for at least one of the two and the way that they address that. I've got a feeling that um, Nani could still be in danger here um, as an appetizing option for people as we get to the finale, as myself and Drew said earlier in the show. But overall, like I said, I think it was uh, a pretty straightforward episode, but... We're continuing to set up here for the finale. We're continuing to set up for the for the end phase of the game here, which um, should be exciting as we see veterans kind of having to backstab, kind of having to betray each other going into the final phase of the game here. Um, we're going to go around the table and talk about the things that you guys have got coming up on your channels. Uh, Chantal, Reality Realness, what have you been up to over there and what is in the works over the next week? I mean, it's still been pretty chill, which I'm really enjoying. Like, I'm kind of deciding, like, ooh, maybe I should pick up a new show or kind of looking at maybe bringing more content through um, shorts. And I do have the feature now to do stories on YouTube. So I'm like, oh, how am I going to use this? And so, um, you know, kind of maybe investigating uh, using those other little elements of each of these platforms. Um, but The Bachelorette just started, so we've been doing um, a live re recap on Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, talking about the most recent season. It's Michelle Young so far. it's I think it's a really good season. I think she's a really great Bachelorette, so it's been pretty fun so far to talk about all the silliness that these men are doing to win her heart and her love. Um, other than that, Wednesday evenings, right after the episode, we usually talk about the challenge, and then Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, we talk about survivor and i think it's going to be a regular occurrence that i'll be hanging out with sarah from nerdtainment on mondays at 7 p.m eastern talking about tower rating the ranking the players of survivor so i'll be on mm -hmm. survivor a couple of times and then with you guys on fridays with the challenge again yeah it's gonna be an interesting episode the next one on survivor to see what they're going to be doing if it's a merge or it doesn't sound like it might not be a merge so Exciting times ahead. I'm actually enjoying the season a lot more than what I thought I would. I know that there's uh, it's a lot of 50-50 out there for some people, but I do feel like Survivor fans are kind of like Star Wars fans. Like you can never, never satisfy them. You know, they're always going to be angry at something, you know. Um, so for me personally, um, as someone that's watching it a bit more casual because I'm not recapping the Survivor season, I'm actually really enjoying it. Drew, on your channel, the Angel Cake channel, what do you have coming up over the next week? And um, is there anything you want to plug that you've dropped over the last week? Like I forgot to check your channel out last week for the mid-season trailer, which I ended up doing. Is there anything else that you've dropped over the last week that people should be aware of? Um, so I actually had to take a step back. So I'm not going to – I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. I was doing a little bit too much. Uh, and I wanted to take a step back, um, really take some days off uh, the last week. Um, I came in strong uh, these past two days, putting out three videos in two days. I did just drop uh, the all-star full trailer breakdown that was just put out. Um, so I went shot for shot in that and came out to 20 minutes, uh, just over 20 minutes on a one and a half minute trailer. So <laughs> got 30 minutes to kill for one and a half minutes. There's where you can waste it. Um, but no, I, I'm still working very hard on content. I have a big project I'm excited to announce and, have more content coming out with all stars coming out. I want to uh, take some time to step back and um, really like check in with myself a little bit, yeah. but I still have a ton of content coming. I got a lot of stuff uh, coming out and uh, it'll just be coming out and I'll be taking breaks when I need to. So um, I'm, I'm baby steps. I'm taking baby steps at this point, but 
there's not going to be any stoppage in content or anything. I'm still going to overwork myself at times, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. And it's so important as well. Like, I mean, we've said it a few times on this podcast before, what you do is so much harder than what we do on this podcast. We come on the podcast, we just have an hour and a half of having fun talking about a show that we love. Um, very little thought goes into it. We just have fun when we're doing it, right? I and in your scenes... i had notes i didn't even look at my notes this 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 episode i've gotten to the point where i'm hardly looking at my notes now but and just have fun with it but uh, it's so much easier to talk on a podcast than what it is to do what you do i've got a lot of respect for what you do putting these videos together having to think way in advance you know the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes i don't think people are always aware of that so it is important that you that you balance that out with the pace that you can go at otherwise you burn out and we don't get any great angel cake um material (laughs) for the next year which we don't want you know so um, whatever pace you're going to go at i'm sure people will appreciate that and like i've always said quality over quantity is so important so if you need to take the space to do that I think everybody would be in full support of that, to be honest. And um, on the Reality Pop channel over here, we'll be back next week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk about the next episode of the challenge. Um, Myself, Chantel, and Drew will be back. And we've also got the um, Survivor buffs that have dropped their recap of this week already. I believe they dropped it yesterday. Um, So go check that out on the channel uh, for Survivor 41. And those are the two main shows that are kind of going on at the moment. I do need to do some Survivor worldwide off-season content at some point. But similar to you, Drew, I took a mental break from it because I was so busy at one stage just doing interview after interview doing recap after recap um it got pretty pretty intense especially with a full-time job you know this isn't my full-time job so that gets gets pretty full on so taking a break still from that but um we'll be talking soon Chantel and drew we'll be talking about how we're going to do the all-stars draft picks i think we'll probably do two three minutes after this live show to talk about that so hopefully we'll have some news for you guys next week when i do our when we do our recap for the challenge on how we'll do the challenge all stars um and what the format of that is going to be moving forward really looking forward to that but guys if you're still here in the live thank you for joining us today thank you for being as active as always and we look forward to catching up with you guys next week goodbye